Good morning, church. Happy Mother's Day. Um, we're posting this so that if you don't feel comfortable or, or are not able to attend the service this morning in the parking lot, you can still have a message. Um, I want to ask you some questions this morning. It's Mother's Day. It's Mother's Day. And so my question is um, a little bit about parenting. Um, we know that God made us, not debating on, on the methodology he used to, to make us or not. I think that the Bible doesn't really answer that question that way. It's more of a why, not a how book. And so the Genesis time isn't really about a methodology that God used to make us. It is an example of God making us and it's not a why, but a how, or not a how, but a why book. He made us so that we would follow him and love him as a parent. What do I mean by parent? If, I, I know that some of you will, will sort of just say, no, God's father. But some of the names um, used for God in the Old Testament are actually from the feminine gender. And so I think it's more accurate if we can, if we can understand how languages work, church, that we could, we could say that God is our parent. Parent is a better terminology um, because, because of the male and female stuff. And it ended up being used as God is our father because that was both an authority figure. And if you said parent, generally language-wise in the world, the first thought would be father. Although, if you look at most of the football players in America today, it's always hi mom, not hi dad, but hi mom on the thing. But the way languages work, it's if it's parent, but it doesn't say anything, then it assumes this other role. And so there's this confusion here. But I want to make sure that we know that God is a good parent. Why is that a big deal? Um, parent is a big deal. Uh, some of the people that I know in the community uh, didn't have very good relationships with a mother or a father, either one. And so if we use the term parent and you had a tough go with your dad and father bothers you, it is okay to say, this is what a good parent would do. I didn't have a good father, but a good parent would do this but maybe you had a good mom or maybe you had a, a difficult time with your mom understanding that what's a good parent. So let me ask you this question. What are five of the best qualities of a parent? I mean, if you had to choose five qualities for a parent, what would you choose? You would choose something like, first off, I would choose something like loving. This is the idea of they care for us without us deserving it. So if we are, it, it wasn't that our parents loved us because we did the chores right or something like that. It's that they loved us and they asked us to do some things and the chores got done or they didn't, but they didn't stop loving us. Now, some of you might have not experienced it quite that way. But God exhibits this this way. 
he gives the rain and both the evil and the just alike, that's in Matthew 5, it talks about that he really cares and provides an earth where we could flourish, and he cares for us whether we deserve it or not. That's a, that's a kind of a thing, but the first quality I would lift up as a best parent quality ever is loving. The second one that I would pick is available. How many of your parents were available when you needed them? They were there when you needed them, and 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 they took care of stuff behind the scenes or or right there, but they were available. And maybe maybe your parents are still available, or they were even as you were an adult. They were available. You could call and talk to them and whatever. Anyway, available. Number three, I'm I'm picking up. Uh, sort of a as a third one the teaching training aspect of a parent in such a way so that look we need parents when we're little kids to teach us the things we need to know to function in the world we live in and in order to do that they have to teach and train us to do that we follow examples really well and all that but but we teach our kids, we potty train our kids because, you know, if we didn't do that, that is really weird later on, isn't it? And because our parents do that, when, when later on in their life, we understand how that, that worked and how we were taught and trained and, and given a path. The, the biblical idea here is that we should train up a child in the way should, they should go so that when they're old, they older, they won't depart from it. So you give them a, a way of being in the world. Maybe not so much. This is exactly how to, how to live your life. But as you go living your life, this is the way you ought to be. Number three, teaching and training. Remember number one, loving. Number two, available. Number three, teaching and training. Here's one, uh, Number four and number five, I could put them in either order. Maybe you would have something else in here. But number four, I have advising. So advising is different than teaching and training. That's uh, providing a, uh, enough information so that you can make good decisions on your own. It, it's part of teaching training, but advising, uh, one of the things that I really like for here is is have you ever gotten advice from somebody and and if you didn't follow it they were okay with it you they gave you positive and negative but it wasn't necessary that you took the advice anyway uh i'm getting down here to the next one number five i'm going to put in as truthful so that's loving available teaching advising and truthful maybe you have truthful earlier the truthful here for a parent is your parents know who you are and they love you there right where you are. Now, we understand that sometimes the people that raised us took some of these things or we've seen it in the world that we've taken these things too far. So what do I mean by too far? If you're loving and you take this too far, it goes wrong suddenly You've got a mama bear, that's the terminology I'm thinking of, 
or helicopter parent, right? That, that they love you so much that you can do no wrong. And if something goes wrong for you, they jump in and squash everybody around you in order to make you know that you're loved. That's, that's taking loving too far. That's loving you at the expense of others around you, right? Too far. How about available to, how many of you have had parents that took availability too far? You know, they smother you. They never let you out of their sight. They're always available. You can't be anywhere without them. So that's kind of the human thing there. Number three, teaching and training too far. Some of us have seen parents that raise their kids to live their own life, live their parents' lives again vicariously, like football parents or um, all these things that we didn't, we forced them to make copies of ourselves rather than training a child on how they should go we train them to be us and then not make the mistakes that we made or do what we wanted to do better so that it could be better for them it's maybe not the same thing but it's taking teaching and training too far how about advising can advising be taken too far yes what do i mean i told you how to do that and you didn't do it you go away or I told you how to do it. Now, now, I know that you made your own decision here, but you go back and you do it the way that I wanted it done for your life. Now, that might work with a four or a five-year-old a couple of times as a teaching and training mechanism. But why don't you try that with your 35-year-old kid and see how that works or, or something like that? Do you think that that works? I don't. What about truthful? How can truthful be done in a negative way or too hard. I think of this as, as just the idea of, I'm a truth-telling parent. I always tell my kid the, the exact truth of what's going on. And that just means that I berate my kid. I always expose every fault. You know that, that when you have a friend you don't expose every fault all the time with them, do you? You, you, because if you care for them, you understand that they have faults and that they'll do some things wrong. And so being truthful taken too far is truth without love. See, loving and truth, truth and love go together. Available uh, and advising and teaching kind of go together and, and, and how, um, you do this. So if you're loving without being truthful, that's not good. But if you're truthful without being loving, everybody knows what it's like to be truth. If you're super available, but you're never teaching and training, but you're forcing them to be, or you're never really, you're always advising even when people don't ask. See, so availability and, and those middle three kind of go together, but loving and truthful sort of form this thing. So why do I go through all this on Mother's Day? Not only do I think that God is this um, is a good parent for us, he's a good model for us. He gives us examples in our lives. Some of, most of us have had one or two good examples around us that do some of this stuff pretty well. But what would it mean 
to choose God as our Father. That's the verse or the structure of what we've been talking about in John today. And so here we are in John chapter 8. Here, let me read. And now that you know what a good parent is like and how that could be in your life, let's read this Jesus um, and his parents' argument again as they do this. Jesus said to the people who believed in him, you are my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings, or you hold, that was last week, and you know the truth, and the truth will set you free. But we are descendants of Abraham, they said. We have never been slaves to anyone. What do you mean you will be set free? I tell you the truth. Everyone who sins is a slave of sin, and a slave is not a permanent member of the family, but a son is part of the family forever, or a child is part of the family forever. So if the son sets you free, you are truly free. Yes, I realize you are descendants of Abraham, and yet some of you are trying to kill me. That's kill Jesus, because there's no room in your hearts for my message. I'm telling you what I saw when I was with my father. But you are following the vice of your father. Our father is Abraham, they declared. No, if you were really the children of Abraham. Now he's talking about children in the style of faith and example of life rather than bloodline. If you were children of Abraham, you would follow his example instead you are trying to kill me because I told you the truth, which is which I heard from God. Abraham never did such a thing. You are imitating your real father or real parent. We aren't illegitimate children, they declared. God himself is our true father. If God were your father, you would love me because I have come to you from God. I'm not here on my own, but he sent me. Why can't you understand what I'm saying? It's because you can't even hear me. For you are children of the, your father, the devil, and, and you love to do the things he does. He was a murderer from the beginning. He has always hated the truth because there's no truth in him. When he lies, it is consistent with his character, for he is a liar and a father of lies. So when I tell you the truth, you just naturally don't believe me. Which of you can truthfully accuse me of sin? And since I'm telling you the truth, why don't you believe me? Anyone who belongs to God listens gladly to the words of God, but you don't listen because you don't belong to him. Let's go back and rethink what it means to have a parental example. And so some of you are saying this, the parental examples, if we just take the five best qualities of a parent that I talked about, loving, available, teaching, advising, and truthful, but you take them too far, then and, and, and you accept those parameters as parenting, then you're going to do this stuff and 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 be the child of your of your of your family. Let me think this other way through. We all know for a second that we're the product of our environment, but not just a straight product of our environment. We're a product of our environment and our perceptions of the environment. That those are the two things 
that we do. So if we have a horrible environment and we perceive us and ourselves as horrible, the product, or two times two equals four, is child of the devil. Or, or you get all these bad habits. But if you see the environment that God is creating where he's causing a world to be in where we can flourish and you can see that and your perception is that God is doing this stuff in order to be a good parent for you, then you can become a product of your environment just in the exact same way that I'm talking about that we often become products of our environment the other way. So here we are, church. We live in a world where our parents and us, warts and all, are human beings. Where things go wrong, we do things wrong, we sin, we do all these things. And and some things have been done to us. And we are a product of, of the things done to us and how we perceive God working and being in the world around us. So today, church, I want us to to accept the adoption that God has offered us and the responsibility to live in that adoption and the perceptions that show that God is our parent in the same way that we honor mothers because we perceive them as being good and helpful in our lives. Let's perceive and recognize and own the perception that God is our parent. And not only that, he's given us this example of mothers in our lives that we love, that we're welcome for, to, welcoming to us, that we're loving to us, that taught us who to be. They were there for us. They advised us. They were truthful in grace and all that. Let's be God's children and live according to God's way. Let's do that today. Can you do that with me, church? Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I ask today that you would you would guide us to see the examples, to see the good examples in our life, to see the work of your hand in our life around us, and that we would own the perception of the day. In your precious name, Lord Jesus, amen. And today, church, accept this benediction. Go and be at peace knowing where you live, and that God is at work in your world. Go. Be at peace, church. Be at peace.